0: hello everybody and welcome back to think tank sports think tank sports where we think and you listen check us out on the socials facebook twitter and the ig listen to us on spotify for podcasters or wherever you get your podcasts and watch us on youtube wow and if you are watching us on youtube you see there's three of us which is very nice um we are here to talk Little New York state of mind, if you will. Bills, Jets, and Giants. We bring Stevie Covers on to talk about his beloved New York Jets and their ultra-high expectations to see if they meet them this year or not. And, of course, Mike with his New York Giants, fresh off of a playoff berth last year, a re-signed Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones with a big contract, and you got me and my Bills, who, damn, they better make the Super Bowl this year. Anyways, gentlemen, <laughs> Mike, you first. How the heck are you?
1: Uh, I'm doing great. You know, uh, it's that time of year. I don't know about you guys, but the leaves have turned a little, or started, and nice and cool. Although it's supposed to be super hot this week. Yeah, it's
0: supposed to be in the 90s um, here this week.
1: <laughs> favorite time of year after this week. You know, uh, fall, the air is crisp, and football's in the air, boys. And it's a lot more fun when your team could possibly be a contender. So uh,
2: that's where
1: where I'm at. Stevie Hiles, life in the Midwest.
2: Life is good here, fellas. Thanks for asking. I love you. You're both wearing your, your NFL gear. Dave and his is, is uh, his Bills attire. Mike's got his Giants on I'm, I got my Syracuse shirt on. You know, after they they stomped
0: sixty five to nothing, stomped brushed the them, brushed out the right out of there. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes, all, all the dentist jokes. Um, but, yes. Yeah, it was good. It was good to see, though. It was a dominant performance. Um, it was one of those games you look at the schedule, you're like, oh, man, I hope we don't struggle with this. Uh, yep. And they did it. That
1: was nice. No, yep. they did like, what they good. were supposed to do.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: All right. Yep. So let's just jump right into it, boys. I'm chomping at the bit for my Giants. And Dave, and, uh, you touched on it. Uh, the best thing they did in the offseason, in my opinion, uh, is sign Saquon to the one-year tender offer and give Danny Dimes the long, uh, longer contract, you know. And that kind of squashes everyone's complaints about overpaying a running back, which is true. You should not ever mm-hmm. overpay a running back. In my opinion, though, Saquon is a once-in-a-generation talent. We beg for those guys to get drafted and perform. And now that we got them, why would we want to let him walk? Um, I just think he's that kind of talent. So I would ultimately like to see Saquon stay with the Giants long-term, but they made everyone happy and got a representative team on the field. Uh, listening to Dayball um, talk about last year a little bit, he said at one point they had legitimately 25 players that he trusted on a 53-man active roster on Sunday. Ouch. Um, And that's what he did with those 25 players. So I'm so excited to see uh, what they're going to do this year. And the position group I wanted to bring up is wide receiver. So the Giants last year, of course, they beat the Minnesota Vikings. And, you know, we all knew Minnesota was overrated and vulnerable and they did what they had to do. And then, you know, get blown out by Philadelphia. But listen to the names, boys, of who the leading uh receivers were in that play in the second round playoff game. Uh Darius Slayton had five catches. Uh somebody named Tanner Hudson had three. I believe he was a tight end. Uh, Wayne Dale Robinson, who's back this year. Um Brita, the running back, Chris Masick, uh David Sills. There's not a there's not a Ooh. legitimate NFL wide receiver except for Slayton uh, and maybe Robinson. We'll see on that roster this year. Uh, massive upgrade just in you know professionalism and uh, experience. You know a guy like Paris Campbell uh, uh, for, has been with the Colts Colts for a few years. Certainly will be a nice number four and can step up, uh, when needed, give Danny dimes, um, some options. And then of course, you know, the big, uh, Darren Waller, uh, tight end upgrade. So as if, if you can't tell folks, uh, I'm pretty jacked up about the offense this year for sure. Um, it, it's going to just grow and grow. Um, as they all come together, and the, and the O-line has made huge strides. It, you know, preseason last year was like Swiss cheese. Uh, and um, they really – Andrew Thomas at left tackles seems to be the real deal. And yeah, uh, I just like what they're doing on offense. So I guess well, – so I don't keep talking for another 10 minutes. Re- if you would react to, you know, the offense and what I just said about that or, you know, any of the other stuff,
0: I would appreciate it. Yeah. What you said was, was very offensive. (laughs) See what I did there. Uh No, I, I think, you know, Mike, you, you, raised the good point, right? The, the defense was pretty solid last year, which you didn't talk about, of course, but the offense is the side that really needed some additional weapons, some additional upgrades. I mean, we know the injuries just crippled them uh, and particularly in the wide receiver core last year um, to get some of these players Darren Waller is a tremendous talent. As long as he can stay healthy, I mean, he is just a matchup nightmare um, and just just tremendous. Um, uh, surprised you didn't mention Cole Beasley that ended up on there as no, well.
1: No, but I didn't. What I really didn't mention is Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. That yes. kid is going to be something. Uh, yep, so. the
0: rookie from Tennessee. Yep, yep. Yep. So I, I like I I'm with you. They they made some nice upgrades. Um still gotta tell me who's the number one, the A one. And I know we talked about that last year as as the Giants not having that. Um yeah. and that may well, be home. one of the things that maybe keeps them from you know a Super Bowl this particular year, but the upgrades in the wide receiver department uh certainly make them a lot more challenging. Uh, to play against for sure And there's a lot of good defenses in the NFC
1: Yeah for sure I think you'll see Shepard or Slayton Be the one to start The season and hopefully Hyatt takes it over by the end of the year Is kind of I believe what the plan is mm-hmm. Steve what do you think
2: about the Giants offense and Anything I screwed <laughs> Yeah I'm I'm not as soul on the Giants as a lot Of people are you know uh, Here around the league a lot, lot of people say Oh the Giants are going to make the playoffs and I kinda of think yeah, the Giants. That, actually. <laughs> I think they will make the playoffs. I mean, if you take a look at their schedule, like the, the road is paved in gold for the yeah. Giants to get to the playoffs. Um yeah. so if if they don't, man, that is gonna be a tough pill to swallow, fresh off the huge Daniel Jones contract. Um but I yeah, I think the the key is something you guys both touched on already. You know, the I think Dave said, you know, injuries decimated the wide receiver core last year. And right. then not five seconds later, he said, "Darren Waller's got to stay healthy." Um, Paris Campbell, <laughs> Paris yep. Campbell, injury-prone guy. Uh, no, Sterling Shepherd, injury-prone guy. So, uh, it's going to be a huge question mark for uh, for the Giants as far as uh, the ball catchers. Um, I do really like. I agree with you, Mike, what they did with Saquon. You know, signing him to a, a one year deal. Right. Um, they get kind of you know Josh Jacobs got the same kind of thing uh, with with the Raiders. I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to be the new norm for running backs. Kind of play out mm-hmm. your first contracts, then you get a one year deal, and then good luck. Uh, right. That that's sense. about about the age where they start you know the tread starts coming off the tires a little bit. But um, right. yeah, so you know I think I think Paris Campbell is a great addition because he's explosive. Darren Waller obviously is a matchup nightmare. Like maybe two guys right. in the NFL can actually cover him. Um, so if those guys stay healthy I think it'll be great Jalen Hyatt Mike I think he could be a number one wide receiver like he's he's that type of talent um so I think it'll take him a little while to uh to pick up the the game you know I, I saw him in the preseason a little bit and he was exactly what we were expecting talented but raw um right. so I think, I think he'll take a little bit of development but um yeah I don't know I'm just not as high on the Giants as, as everybody else is like I didn't think they were that great last year. Yeah, they made the playoff. They beat a, a team of frauds from Minnesota. We all were saying they were frauds the entire season. Uh, right. and, and then the Giants beat them and then were completely outclassed by the Eagles. So, um, I mean, it's going to ha- it's gonna take a big step forward by the Giants this year for me to buy in. And uh, I'll, I'll have to see it to believe it.
1: Well, th- that's fair. You know, uh, the 25 legitimate NFL players up to 53, I think, uh, hopefully <laughs> will fill in those gaps.
2: Um, Paul
1: Beasley is you know, one of them. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, he he could wear a mascot uniform or you know get some pom poms. Um yeah. <laughs> Defensively, I love the Pats rush now. Uh, you know Leonard Williams is nice, but he's not going to be a superstar, uh, especially against the run. But Thibodeau's raw. But man, that's some raw. Ta- that's talent right there. Uh, if he could keep his mouth shut and stay focused on the field. Uh, And then uh, I think Dexter Lawrence is one of the most unsung uh, talented players in the NFL. I mean, he is dominant in the middle, Um, and you have to double him almost every playout. it seems like, especially early in the downs. Um, Dave, how long have I been begging the Giants to draft a linebacker? I feel like we haven't had a middle linebacker uh, since Antonio Pierce. I mean, really, <laughs> it's been that a lot. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Blake Martinez was nice, but he never really was healthy for us. And we've had some guys, but, uh, to go get that Simmons kid from Arizona, um, who they were totally, uh, mismanaging his career. They had him playing safety, pass rush, linebacker. And he said, you know, I just never felt like I had a, a defined role there. Um, and add him to, you know, the Ozolares and um these guys that are all developing. It's still not, you know, linebacker-wise where it could be, but, you know, uh, I just love where they've upgraded there. Now, the secondary, I'm not not very confident in secondary boys. So talk to me, help me, or am I right? You know, Darnia Holmes and Josh Pinnock um,
0: just –
1: not getting it
0: done for me yeah and i think that's for the giants i think that's scary it's scary for any team that doesn't have good secondary play because it's dominated the league dominated by wide receivers um yeah i don't know you've got six foot six foot six two i mean not totally huge to deal with some of the bigger wide receivers um that would concern me a little bit
1: I mean, Andre Jackson, he's going to cover the other team's one. And, again, another injury-prone player. When he's healthy, he's he's very, very good. Uh, but uh, injuries have, have plagued him quite a bit over his career. So, Stevie, what do you think about the Giants' defense?
2: Yeah, well, the other two guys you mentioned that are playing defensive back, Jason Pinnock, uh, who was passed out Great. by Appreciate the by the Jets at some point um yeah. and, and back when they were not very good um and then the other guy whose name i didn't even recognize when you said it i mean Holmes. yeah yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a problem you know against easier yeah. brown and Devonte smith and cd C. lamb and brandon cooks uh i mean it's it's Gary it's, terry McLaren in washington yeah
1: they, there's non some...
2: Dotson, like yeah it's it's yeah. gonna be a problem yeah um i do like the isaiah, isaiah simmons um signing you know mike yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that like is he gonna play middle linebacker? Is that the plan?
1: Yeah, that's what they, okay. they they're gonna. He's gonna wear the sticker and call the plays and be a classic middle linebacker, um, which I'm yeah. excited about. Like I said, if he can certainly cover tight ends, which you know has been a Giants issue forever. You know, tight ends always kill us. I mean, who, who is our boy Schultz on uh, the Cowboys? That just if he only played us, he'd be a Pro Bowl. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, he just killed us. And it just always yeah, seems yeah, to yeah. be the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And i got um. <laughs> to mention our MVP, Graham Gano. I mean, the great Gano. Um, yep. What are you going to do? So, overall, obviously, you could tell, I'm very positive. The schedule's breaking right. I do not like, Steve, that people are picking us to make the playoffs. I'd rather it be like under the radar a little bit, but you know it's nice to be excited before you know week one for a change. Um, the past five, six years has been brutal, but uh, and then of course the coaching staff. I mean, uh, the combination of Wing Martindale as a defense coordinator and Dayball, uh, head coach, just you know, I just think is as top notch as you can get right now in the NFL.
0: So, yep, team's in uh, good hands as far as the coaching staff goes, yeah, and there's no doubt
1: in front office. So, yep. Dave, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, can you give us the Vegas Insider then over unders for the Yeah, Eagles? it's All eight and a
0: half for the Giants, oh. eight and a half. I gotta
1: so, they were that nine, nine, seven, and
0: one see. last year. Oh, um, right. yeah. so you know, feels yeah. a About spot on my my thing and this could work in the giants favor uh, like steve was saying they don't get the eagles until week 16 now they have to play them two of the last three weeks but you know they have the opportunity to you know build up some wins and or be able to catch them at the end of the year because they have to play them twice so that could work in their favor um
1: So I'm I'll t- I'm taking the over on eight and a half. Uh, I don't think they're going to win thirteen or anything like that. But no, um, I, no, I they're, think they're yeah, Go ten ahead. and seven, ten seven is what I would what I would say. Yeah, What's and same? there's
0: enough talent there to get right. minimally nine wins.
1: And like Stevie said, uh, the seamy underbelly of the schedule, especially in the middle of the year, um,
0: should should add to that. What
1: do you think, Steve?
2: Yeah, I like the over for the Giants as well. Over eight and a half. I mean, that puts them at nine and eight. It's half a game over five hundred or, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, with the talent, just with the talent they have, they should be able to pull that off against the, I guess, their schedule. Um, I, I like that. How Dave mentioned, you know, they play the the Eagles in their their last game, where the Giants will probably be fighting for a playoff spot, and the Eagles theoretically should have it locked up. So, you know, right. maybe they get the backups that week and they can, you know, squeeze out another win. So, I do like the over for the Giants we get get
1: uh, doug Peterson to come back and
2: put in the third string quarterback in the fourth quarter
1: <laughs> <laughs> he owes us one uh so I mean somebody yell at me or punch me or something'm I'm, I'm too I'm too happy I'm too positive about does no, I I like,
0: look I think you but... should be. Um right. you know last year you know the the thought was okay we got Dayball we got Joel Shan you know let's see what happens. Uh they exceeded expectations. We know that. We talked about that. Oh yeah. Um so now the expectations are a little bit higher. Um yep. and like you said they went out and made some improvements. There's reason to be excited in New Jersey. <laughs> So let's keep it right in New Jersey then, Dave, and our
1: stepbrothers that share the stadium with us. Uh, <laughs> the
0: J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yes. Oh
1: my. Aaron Rodgers porn film that is HBO's
2: <laughs> hard knocks. I don't know if Steve have you caught any of
1: it. It's bad, dude.
2: I've, Even, yeah. every, I've watched every episode. on quite. his, you know yeah. what? Yeah. Oh yeah, you knew they were going to be. um, Yeah, I mean, uh, come on, rightfully
1: so. The huge upgrade, you know, all time great, all of that, and more left in the tank than when they've done that with Favre or anybody else they've brought in, um, Testaverde,
2: all those guys.
0: Yeah,
2: I I mean, I could have used a little more. Yeah, yeah, I could use a little more Quinn and Williams. I love that guy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everything he says cracks me up. I'd have loved to see more of it (laughs) on on Arnold. That's fair. but uh, yeah, listen, it's the Jets are all over the media, right? Like Mike, you said you, you were a little uncomfortable with everyone picking the the Giants to go to the playoffs. Like, yeah, it seems like half the media is picking the Jets to go to the Super Bowl or as a mm-hmm. Super Bowl caliber team. Mm-hmm. Um, as a lifelong Jets fan nearing 40, you can imagine how that makes me feel on the inside. Like yeah. we, we know how this ends, right? Yes. Um, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers
0: hurt in Week yeah. One, gone for the year. Yeah, no, uh, no,
2: no, no, no. That would be way too easy, Dave. That'd be way too easy.
0: Oh no, no. we've got to, we've got to drag you out until Week 18, and then crumble.
2: Rodgers is going to play great uh, for you know for most of the season. Um, the Jets are they start the season out with with a tough first six games, um, yeah. so you know. You know, they'll start two and four even though rogers plays really well um and then you know week 14 is when he'll go down with an injury and we'll need to get <laughs> we'll, need, we'll need two wins from zach wilson to close out the season to get to the playoffs and it won't happen and by that time rogers will have played enough snaps that we have to give the packers our first round pick anyway um so like that's that's how this is going to play out black friday the jets have the, the national black friday game against the dolphins oh yes um, Two is going to be hurt Mike White's gonna start and he's gonna blow up the like this this, this oh. is how the Jets fan brain <laughs> operates like all of this you have seen out. this movie before
1: yeah yes yes,
2: yes absolutely you've thought yeah. this up uh,
0: yeah, different so players same story
2: so that's all that's all coming from the heart now my head tells me the Jets overachieved last year they took a giant step forward last year I don't even want to say overachieved they exceeded expectations yep so I don't that's think fair. I don't think they overachieved. Um mm-hmm. they took a giant step forward. Obviously, they've made a lot of good, really good roster additions this year with uh, you know, uh with Rogers and Alan Lazar and Dalvin freaking cook. Um, you know, it's 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 awesome to to see the Jets actually trying to do something. I hope it's not a, a Steve Cohen uh type of, of offseason with you know matching all this talent, <laughs> and then it just goes it gets uh flushing right down the right down the toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll
1: I, uh, there. It reminds me a lot, and I hope it's not for your sake. Um, remember when the Eagles signed Mike Vick? Was like this is an all-star team. Or the Redskins when Bruce Smith and Dion ended up down there and all that. Um, I really, for your sake, hope it's not that. Um, and I don't think it is. This is a more uh, solid group. What do you yeah, think, Stevie, about the offensive line? There's a lot of consternation about that right now. What do you? But I think it's, uh, I think
2: it's smoke and mirrors. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be fine too. Yeah, it, it, it's it feels like the flip, the script has been flipped on um, that recently. You no, know, that now, now that Dwayne Brown is back and Mackay Beckton has cemented himself as the right tackle. Um, our big dude. That is a large man. Six, uh, yeah. seven,
0: 363
2: pounds. After losing sixty pounds. Please, man. please
0: tell me how. Any defensive player moves him. I, I oh, literally no. just cannot see no. somebody moving him. Maybe they go around him because they're fast, right. but there's no freaking way somebody is moving somebody of that size. Could you imagine he's... one of us running into him? No. I mean we'd bounce <laughs> 10 feet off of him.
2: Oh, I don't think I'm like a wheelchair. Ten? I think I would crumble and die at his feet. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe the only offensive lineman in the league who does the Reggie White Club to uh to right. <laughs> it just just takes about the big old bear paw it's a lot of fun um right. yeah so so my head is telling me this Jets team should be good like we we mm-hmm. should compete with the best teams even watching last year you know we we competed with really good teams last year uh didn't have our two best offensive players for the last 10 games um you know still we're in the playoff hunt down the stretch so yeah um, you know, my head tells me there's every reason to be excited about this. My heart just won't let me get there for some reason. My heart's just like, Steve, don't jump in the deep end.
0: So, yeah. What- and I, I remember feeling that way with the bills a few years ago too, you know, after they had gotten into the playoffs, you know, played that horrendous game against Houston, a game they should have won. But then like the expectations go up and you're just like, yeah, my team's been so bad for so long. Um
2: and every well, you time you think something good is happening, yeah, nope, forget about it. That's not gonna happen that <laughs> <Right>? way. It's <laughs> gonna it's gonna explode and go the worst way possible.
1: So what would it take, Steve, for you to jump on with your heart? Where how do we get down to the cockles of your heart, the subcockle region?
2: Really oh. down in there. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be we're gonna be a month Super Bowl. Into, all We're gonna be a month into the season before I fully jump in. Um you know it's okay. our our, like i said our first six games we've got the bills we've got the chiefs we've got uh the the eagles um it's it's a really tough yeah. first six games for us so you know if they can if they can start with four wins in those six games then i'll be like okay like we're, this is a legitimate team uh, but i don't i mean i don't i don't see it happening i just don't i think no, gee, i think it's it's
0: a really difficult schedule
2: there's also the possibility they start 1-5 and in those games and then Aaron Rodgers does his crybaby thing and the and the team ex, in, implodes like that's in the realm of possibility as well. Yeah. Well, I now they do
0: have that. 4 of the first 6 at home. So right. that is good, you know, the Chiefs they play at home, the Eagles they play at home, but they, you know, and the Bills they play at home, you know. So the road games are at Dallas and at Denver. Um I think we're thinking that the Patriots and the Broncos are potentially the two wins. And then you see what else happens. Then they have the bye week, right? So after six games, regardless of what happens um, they're going to get a, you know, a feel for everything. And then they play the giants in week eight. That's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be a litmus test for both both teams. teams. Oh, look at that. We're right on the same page, Mike. Yeah, the
2: uh the Jets have nine home games this year and one of their road games is still at MetLife because it's at the Giants. So uh, right, they they have the easiest travel schedule in the league this year. Um yeah. I saw it by like miles blown or something like that. Um but the teams that they play, it's it's pretty brutal.
0: Yeah, because they're they go at Denver, like I said, and at the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those are their farthest their farthest trips.
1: Yep. Talk to me about their defense, Steve. Uh, CJ Mosley, I've always loved him, but another player that can't stay healthy. Um do they yeah, have pl- pass rush? Oh, do, they do they have mean, enough pass?
2: Can- oh, yeah. They have plenty of pass rush. Yeah. Their okay. their defensive line is going to be problematic for every team that they face. I yeah, see okay. Dave nodding oh, guess- his head because I, I know they, cause they were last to- year in the 25. two games
0: against the Bills. The Bills had yeah. terrible yeah. problems trying to, you know, corral them and. Yeah,
2: yeah Quentin, Quentin Williams is one of the three best defensive tackles in the NFL. Um, and then they've got uh, Jermaine Johnson. Looks like he is taking a huge lead mm. this year. Uh, like, he he looks like a different player than he did last year. So I cannot wait to see him maybe putting a couple bucks on him to get a sack in the, the first game of the year uh, against oh. the Dave, Dave's Bills. Um, but, no, we've got plenty of guys who can rush the passer. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Carl Lawson. Uh, can rush passer the the new kid Will McDonald is a freak. Yep. He's I an absolute a, yeah. a freak. Um, so yeah, I I'm not worried about that. uh Linebacker is the one area where I am worried. You know, like CJ Mosley obviously is is he's a, he's a quarterback playing uh you know yeah. in in his head playing middle linebacker. But then we have Quincy Williams, who's Quinan's little brother. um Super athletic. If he's in the right spot, he's going to make the play. But that's a big if um and, and if and if anyone on the linebacking core gets hurt we are in big trouble uh so that's that's our our weak spot is is going to be the linebackers and our defensive backs They even mentioned dj reed and and sauce gardner i mean maybe the best tandem in the nfl
1: yeah i saw came in with that instant reputation and earned it yeah i've never seen uh somebody get that status so quickly, you know, Revis Island and all that didn't start, you know, for a couple of years until they earned that. And he had it coming in and he he exceeded expectations. So uh, what a tremendous player. Talk to me about, I guess, Steve, I've never been sold on Robert Sala as a head coach. He's got a little used car salesman to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everything's yeah. gray, and he always tells. It feels like one of those people that tells people what they want to hear in the moment. You know, Um
2: yeah. But that's I, that's I, just
1: me. I'm not. I don't follow him as closely as you do. So, what what do you feel about him?
2: Honestly, the, the jury's still out on on Robert Sala. Um, I he this year might even be a throwaway year because it kind of feels like I heard the the analogy the other day. It, it kind of feels like when a big actor is attached to a movie project and he says, hey, bring me this director because he'll just let me do what I want to do. Like, that's kind of how it feels with Aaron Rodgers and, and Robert Sala um, right. and, and Nate Hackett, obviously. So, um, yeah, this might even, like, we may not learn a lot about Sala this year either. And um, I I don't know. I, I I feel like he gets along really well with the players. I feel like he holds them accountable. Um, I think he, he thinks of himself as more of an inspirational speaker than he actually is. Like when he talks, like I feel like he, he thinks he's really hitting it. And I'm just like, eh, okay, whatever, Bob. Right. Um, but I do think he does a good job of holding people accountable. Uh, okay. I think he does, he does well at the the CEO role. So um, yeah, I was going to say I, he
1: follows the CEO model of, of management. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So short answer, I'm, I'm lukewarm on him. Okay. Dave, what do you have a opinion on
1: Salo? No, I mean, I think
0: it's, it's, you know, it's more the same. I think there's, there's been some questionable game management decisions, which I think leads to also lacking in confidence a little bit with him. Um, but I, you know, as Steve was saying, though, I would go the other way and say this, this is it could be a really challenging year where you could find out what Robert Sala is made of because of all the expectations because Aaron Rodgers is there. Can he, you know, it's unlikely, but can he reel Aaron Rodgers in? Can he get him to do the things that the Jets need him to do to be successful? Some of that's going to fall there on Robert Sala. So I'm going to go the other way and say, I, you know, this is this is a big year for him because of all the moves that they've made.
1: Well, ultimately, I think the flaw is they don't want to rein Rodgers in. He has carte blanche, as, as Steve said. Whatever play you want to call, formation, you want to bring Randall Cobb in to give you back rubs and supply you with ayahuasca or whatever it is he does. Um, I, you know, fine. We'll do whatever. Um, so it'll be interesting because there are going to be moments where Sala's going to have to stand up to Rodgers, um, which seems weird to say since he's the head coach. But um, yep. it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. So what's yeah, the over under? Oh, Steve, I'm, or, I'm sorry. We're gonna uh, okay,
2: yeah. yeah no one, right. one last thought yeah because it's, it's what you said mike like they brought rogers in to be aaron Rodgers. they brought him in for his leadership to, to right. help mold the guys like yeah yeah the hard knocks has been kind of unbearable with all the aaron Rodgers stuff but as a jets fan to see that from our quarter when's the last time we saw that from a from a jets quarterback it is it's right. been so refreshing and so nice to see and I'm getting text messages from um, all my friends that are not Jets fans, like, "Oh, there's Crybaby Rogers, pictures of him on the sideline." I'm like, "I see a guy being a leader. That's what I see." Right. Yeah. So, right, um, yeah. so I'm excited about that.
0: Okay, great. Yep. No, nope. sounds good. Yeah, over under for the Jets is nine and a half. Steve, your your team, you get first react.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll. The the advice for gambling is to take emotion out of it, take your heart out of it. Yep. Uh, so. Mm-hmm go with my head. I'm going to go over, uh, over the nine and a half. Um, because anything less than that is going to be like, if they, if they go nine and eight, that's a failure of a season. So, um, Mm -hmm. 10 wins is the the floor for saying, okay, we, we did okay this year. So I'm going to, and I think they get there. I think they get there.
0: Okay. Um, David. Yeah. I'm thinking that too. I'm looking at the schedule, you know, Falcons, Texans, Browns, um, Broncos
2: two wins against it, the bill
0: two wins mm-hmm. against the Patriots um I you know I think it's there I, you know certainly with their defense they're going to be in every game and and that's going to help them tremendously because then you can get you know a Brees hall punt return for a touchdown that that changes the flow of the game right so yeah I think I I would do the over as well um for the Jets yeah,
1: I, I'm going to say over the well. I know that's not good podcasting because we all agree. Um, <laughs> it's
0: but good for
2: me. I like to hear
1: it. Yeah, no, it is what it is. I don't think, uh, like the Giants, I don't think they're going to be drastically over. Uh,
2: but no. I do.
1: Too much talent, too much experience. We didn't even touch on the running back room with Brees Hall and Michael Carter. And, uh, Dalvin, Cook. Dalvin,
2: Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, right.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it, it is an embarrassment of riches in that area. So, uh, all right, we're positive so far, David, the Buffalo Bills.
0: The Buffalo Bills. Um, boy, you know, everybody just, it's so interesting to me because there have been so many other storylines of other teams in the offseason, and certainly the Jets are right up there and all the, all the moves they've made and all the, you know, different quarterbacks moving around and, and here's the bills just kind of cruising along doing their thing, you know, making some improvements. I, even though he's a Patriot, I like the addition of Damian Harris, uh, Latavius Murray, another one just kind of beefing up, um, the running back position. You saw that in some of the preseason and Harris came in in some short yardage situations, Uh, you know, bang the ball in there. Um, Anything that can take some of that running pressure off of Josh Allen. I mean, they're still going to have him do it. Um, Obviously it's a part of their offense and that will continue. Um, No, I still feel very, very good about the bills. I, I think a lot of people have written them off. Look, I think they have a lot to prove after that. Absolutely. No show against the Bengals in the playoffs. Absolute. No show. And I mean, I, I said it at the time, I, I, it just stunned me what, how awful they played in that game. Um, Cincinnati looked like they knew everything the bills were going to do and the bills like they made no adjustments, nothing. Um, so it'll be interesting. They get to play Cincinnati again this year, Sunday night, uh, halfway through the year in, uh week nine. So we'll see how that plays out. But no, I think the bills have done some good things. The biggest storyline of course um, is the middle linebacker spot. um, And they, you know, trying to figure out who's playing there. And, you know, we've settled on, you know, Terrell Bernard and, and Tyrell Dodson in that, that mix. And Dodson has a little bit more of experience. You know, Bernard's just in his second year out of Baylor, uh, that's going to be concerning and I think that you know that's a big piece now you have Matt Milano on the defense and he's going to help a lot with these guys coming along and getting into things but that middle linebacker spot has been you know huge for the bills um and having such a steady influence and not to have that I think is mildly concerning um but you look at again if they can stay healthy Trey davius white looks much better he came back at the end of last year was not the same player um you know dane jackson a little more experience he's the weak link there but hopefully he'll be better and Poyer and hide you know hide back from injury so They've got all the talent in the world there. Uh, Von Miller is on the pup list, so he's not going to play until week five. He's got to be out there for the big games. Uh, there's no doubt about that. As we got down the stretch, they definitely needed him uh, for some games and didn't have him, and and in the playoffs too. I, that that hurt. That definitely hurt. Um, but they've done some really good things uh, and they didn't need to do a ton. uh, But that's my overall sense, you know, concerned about the middle linebacker spot. uh, But I really like, you know, the moves that they made uh, as far as everything else goes with the team.
1: So um, we're going to release tomorrow, our AFC tier maker um, for the season and how we feel about, all these teams, but I'll give you a little sneak preview here, Steve, and, and our tens of fans. Uh look, We only had two teams in the Super Bowl contender category, and one of them... Oh, no, we ended up with three.
0: Ended up with three. Okay.
1: I did not vote for the Buffalo Bills to be in the Super Bowl contender. I certainly believe they're a playoff contender. Um So here's why, Dave. Uh, yep. And then, so I... I didn't tell anybody why in that podcast. I'm telling you now. Two two areas, and you just touched on the wrong one of them. The second area, I believe, has been drastically overrated the past few years. I don't. I haven't seen them be shut down when they need to. You know, uh, I think Kansas City's still scoring from two years ago. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, they did know, beat and, Kansas City in the regular season last year, Mike and they were able to get an interception off of uh, Patty Mahomes at the end of the game, just, just a as a reminder for you.
1: Go ahead and put that banner up in the, in the okay. <laughs> spring of honor.
0: I'm just saying. Um,
1: <laughs> I think Hoyer and Hyde in particular are very overrated. I think they're too small. Uh, I've always thought that they've, get, they've gotten too much credit, and now they're older, Dave. The you've been together a while, and with the wide receiver talent in the NFL, I just feel like they're a notch below what everyone's saying. Uh, and then on offense, what are they doing with the wide receiver, buddy? You got Stephon Diggs, who you know everyone knows is the focal point. Gabe Davis, who started out a few years ago as a four. And was worked his way up to you know the slot, and now he's gonna be the two. And someone named Khalid Shaker. Khalil Shakir. Just,
0: yes. Yeah, he yeah, was he too. was a rookie Both last ones. year. His brother um, was in there too. Yeah. I just
1: don't see, I don't think they have enough talent. They've drastically overrated their talent at wide receiver. And I'm not sure they solved the tight end thing either. I know Kincaid's a rookie that's gonna do well, but with Darren Waller on the market, how did you guys not go and get him? If you're truly a Super Bowl contender, you got to go make like you did Von Miller last year. You got to make that move. And you just didn't. And I'm grateful because you can to the giants. Yeah. So I think wide receivers uh, is thin and secondary is drastically overrated and over. And that's why I think that they're going to be just a notch below. I'm not saying they're going to be terrible or anything like that. But they remind me of the Saints from the last decade, always on the cusp. And for whatever reason, it didn't work. You know, they caught. of course, the Saints caught two bad breaks in a row, but they're playing opportunities to win those playoff games and go to the Super Bowl. And it just kind of reminds me of the Saints, where they have all this talent and everyone's high on them and something happens and they're just a, like 5% overrated. So that's my, my spiel, Dave, react to me.
0: Well, uh, one thing I would say, uh, Gabe Davis, I think is, is a, is a great talent. He was hurt for a good part of last year. Uh, came back, was not the same after he came back. He's had a full year, you know, full off season to get, to get healthy. Um, Shakir was good. Um but is Gabe you know,
1: Davis really a two? I mean, is he really...
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I think okay. so. I don't think there's any question. Steve, I what just do you think, think about
2: Gabe Davis? Just
0: quick? he wasn't healthy last year and that hurt him.
2: Yeah. I, I think Gabe Davis is a, a very talented wide receiver who drops way more balls than he should. Um, that's why I think Gabe Davis is. Yep. Oh, cool. um, yeah. So, Dave, I'm sorry. We went nope. No,
0: it's fine. I, you know, Davis again, yeah. No, I again, I think Shakir is good. You know, lots of comments, um, in camp about Trent Sherfield um, from Vanderbilt. Um, yeah. again, you know, just, he's a, he's another, he's another wide receiver that's in the mix that, you know, that did well. Um, Dawson Knox is a tremendous tight end. Um, you know, he regressed a little bit last year. Um, I. Okay. My impressions, I just think Josh Allen didn't look for him as much as he had in the past. He certainly looks for him down in the red zone more. Um, and I think, you know, Kincaid is going to push Knox and Kincaid's going to be in there. I mean, they've already said they've got a lot of two tight end formations there uh, where he's going to make an impact. So um, I, I think they're going to be fine there. I Your point is well taken about. Uh, Hyde and poyer they are both 32 years old. Um, certainly could be some concern there uh, as far as that goes, but um, I still think they're, I still think they're way more talented than everybody else in the division.
1: Okay. Uh, Steve, I'll get to you in one second. I didn't touch on the running backs either. Do you, are you happy with the running back room?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I mentioned right out of the gate with Harry uh, Harris, uh, and Murray, I really do like James cook. He came on, you know, as the season went on last year. And I think he's just, he's going to blossom and he, they just, he just had needs to not turn the ball over, um, you know, be able to get enough runs to keep them honest with Josh Allen. Uh, And I think he can do that. This is, you know, long gone are the days of the running back league. Um, He just, he has to be serviceable and reliable. I think he's more than that. So I feel confident there. And again, with Harris and Murray, um, it's just going to provide a change of pace that I think is going to be really good for them.
1: Steve, what do you think about our little back and forth here?
2: Yeah, uh, so again, yeah, it's head versus heart thing. Obviously, you know, Jets fan, uh, and not a huge fan of the Buffalo Bills, Uh, especially (laughs) especially after last year when the fans were insufferable the entire Mm. season, and that amounted to absolutely bagel for uh, for the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) Uh, It started after the draft with punt God, and it didn't stop until they got you know the curb stopped by this is Nate Bengals. Punk um, has been exonerated just playing. I no I'm I'm saying like when they drafted <laughs> it, they were oh all yeah, like the best I know ever yeah. lived he's, he's, right. he's better than Ray guy. Okay, great. <laughs> um
0: look up Ray, Ray guy if you don't know folks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um Dave, I like Damian Harris. I I yeah. think he upgrade over Devin Singletary. I always thought Singletary was overrated. And I think Damian Harris is underrated as a running back. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I do like that move. I think they they improved their their running back position um in the offseason. Um other than that, what did they upgrade? I mean, yeah, they they brought they they took a tight end in the first round, which they already had a pretty good tight end. You even mm-hmm. said so, Dave. Yep, um, yep. This kid they drafted is is older than Kyle Pitts, by the way, who's been in the league for like. Oh years. really? <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah, he's he's an old man already. So like I I, just, I didn't understand their draft pick there. I didn't understand he's a talented player, but um, you know, I don't know. He couldn't have been the best talent on the board. But, right. You know what I mean. So what was yeah. the idea? Good call. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think you nailed it with the the linebackers, Dave. You know, obviously Matt Milano is is a, a tremendous player. I uh, can't call him underrated anymore because he was he was in the top NFL top 100. Um, you know, right. so <laughs> the secret's out on Matt Milano. Um, but for middle linebacker, you name two guys who I, I watch a lot of AFC games. I've never heard of either of those gentlemen. So um, I'm a little concerned yeah. about the linebacker. And you use the
1: word settled. We settled on – yeah, you don't want to settle.
2: Right, yeah, right. yeah e- exactly. And then the big question for me, Dave, is going to be, can Josh Allen go back-to-back? And he lead the league in turnovers two years in a row, uh, (laughs) which he did last year. This Uh, dude
0: is so
2: overrated. Josh Allen is the most overrated player in the NFL. Oh,
0: boy. Oh,
2: MVP hopes. He's an MVP-type player. I forget, Dave. Did he finish first-team or second-team All-NFL, All-Pro last year?
0: All right. Well, the league is very (laughs) quarterback-heavy. Neither. Okay. about about the year before
2: that? Was he first-team or second-team All-Pro? All right. Oh, neither. Okay, so this nice. is the guy that we're talking about. Everybody wants to make oh. him an MVP. He misses throws all the time. Um, he played when he played good defenses last year. He was terrible. He threw some ugly interceptions in the Jets games. Um, Dave, you're talking about you're 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 tooting the Bills' horn. They beat the Chiefs in the regular season last year, but I didn't hear you mention the game where they lost to Zach Wilson um, I, without without the Jets' <laughs> two best offensive players. Might I add? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't hear you mention the other Jets game where the Jets outgained the bills and the bills barely each one out mm-hmm. against Mike white. When Matt Milano cracked Mike Wib- Mike White's ribs halfway through yeah. the game. Oh uh, yeah. 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 So no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold on the, the Buffalo bills. <laughs> I don't know what the win total is in Vegas, but I'm taking the under cause the bills are going to finish third in the AFC. It's 10 on and a half,
0: game. 10 and a half.
2: Give me the
0: under. Dave, I, I,
1: I didn't want to be as mean as Steve just was. Oh, I, that's okay.
0: I, Steve and I have, a I thing love you. On. I care
1: about you. I want to tell you the truth. Okay. So I'm going to be harsh. But it doesn't mean I don't care. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think you are. I, mean, harsh. T- I, I, I think 10 the right number. So I, I guess I'm obligated to say under, but I'm not as. fervent about it as Steve just was. Um, I do think Miami is going to have to be dealt with for sure. But on the other hand, I also think the Patriots are down drastically. So, um, you know, maybe that balances out in the AFC
0: East. So,
1: so Dave, you said 10 and a half. You take, what are you taking,
0: buddy? Oh, I'm over taking there. the over. I, I, I'm taking yeah. the over. I mean, you know, they've got Denver. They've got Tampa um you know new england twice
1: yeah
0: you know i the uh, the raiders i mean there's going to be don't get me wrong there's going to be some some difficult wins but or some difficult games but yeah I, I they're they're too good in my opinion to to be below 10 and a half to be at 10 wins i just i just don't see it um Maybe I've got the blinders on, and you know, well. going more with my heart uh, than my head. But um, I, 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 they're just too talented. Josh Allen is the only quarterback ever Stevie covers with four thousand yards and seven hundred and fifty yard four thousand yards passing, seven hundred fifty yards rushing in two seasons. The only one ever. Now I know we got it. Quarterbacks get you know, rated by playoff wins and Super Bowl wins. But what he has now has put together some unbelievable statistical seasons. Um even in a time when quarterbacks are putting up unbelievable statistical seasons. Um I, I just they're just too good. And I again I think too much focus on these other teams. They're going to be the class of the division. Um and again and they've the Bills have to be dealt with. We're talking about the Dolphins have to be dealt with. The Bills have <laughs> to be dealt with. So, there you go. I Hard think, and I fast. think uh,
1: November. It would be interesting to see how healthy they are going into November because they play the Bengals on a Sunday night game, and then their Broncos, Mo-
0: which is Jets, Mon- Monday night. Yep,
1: Monday night. Uh, right. Then they have Jets, Eagles, thir- Week thirteen bye week. Chiefs Cowboys Chargers
0: yep it's it is definitely right. without a doubt yeah. the meat of the schedule um, yeah. and the very hard one two three four five six seven of yeah seven games that's that's and they finish up at the Dolphins
2: yeah, listen. I could I could have sat here and, and said positive things about the Bills for five minutes straight, but that's sure. not that's not what we're here for. <laughs> Every other podcast <laughs> is doing that, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: so
2: let's let's wrap this
1: podcast up with this. Uh, finish this sentence, and I'll start. At the end of the season, my team is going to, and my fill in the blank will be lose in the divisional round of the playoff game.
0: Dave, at the end of the season the Buffalo
1: Bills are going to
0: be in the Super Bowl.
1: Steve, at the end of the season, the New York Football Jets, J E T S Jets, Jet Jets, 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 Fireman, Ed, and the boys are going to be.
2: I there's so much up in the air with the Jets. Um I, I'm just gonna say win up a, a playoff game. Like maybe it's okay. more than that. Maybe it's more than that, but I, I just, there's there's so many unanswered questions with them. I I don't want to go any further than that.
1: Yeah, I can see them in the you know Saturday afternoon Nickelodeon Slime Time game against a Tennessee or whatever time whatever crappy game they put in there in that first uh, you know, yeah wild card round. But yep. boys, what a what a fun and lively conversation. Uh, the, the, we definitely delved into some mature subject matter and uh, definitely went in many many directions. Um, it's going to be a great season, you know, uh, all three of our teams, uh, at least right now look like they're going to be contenders and in, you know, certainly interesting and and, uh, fun to watch. I think, uh, the fun quotient, uh, especially probably the jets are probably the number one fun team between the three of us, you know, Rogers throwing dimes, 80 yards downfield and all that stuff. Um. And then probably the Bills and, and the Giants. They're not gonna be flashy, but um they're gonna be fun for me because they'll be on the positive side of things. So there we are, folks. Uh let us know, react to us what you think of of anything we said here. Uh, you know, send us on social media your uh win totals or uh, maybe a point we missed or you disagree with. Uh, you know, check us out on the X 10X if you're with us. Um or uh insta uh facebook for old people is still there uh we're, we're not on the tiktok or the snap face so don't look for us there um but but react to us let us know what you think uh it's going to be a great season in our new york state of mind podcast we thank you for listening here at think tank sports where we think and you listen as we strive for five good night everybody
0: thanks see ya Steve, thanks, Steve.